Hello, everyone. What's babbling? This is Psycho Babbles with Marina and Lauren. Except Lauren's not here again. This is my mom. Say hi, mom. Hi. Okay, hopefully that's not too loud. It should be okay. Um, anyway, so this is the podcast for my class, Psychological Effects of the Internet, where I talk about the topics I'm learning and cross out Lauren. My mom responds with her own thoughts. <laughs> um... So this is episode 41, which is the final episode of Unit 7, and the next episode is the halfway point, and so hopefully there's a light at the end of this tunnel. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to look on the positive side, because our topic for today is the science of happiness. Um, And I've said it before on the podcast, not that you would know, because this is your first episode you're recording with me. But I am all-knowing on this podcast, so I have all the answers to the secret of happiness. Um, so don't you worry. But where Sounds to, like a win. It is a win. Where uh-huh. to start? Okay. Um, so all this information... Like, I know I said I'm all-knowing, but I'm actually not. I'm gonna just expose myself really fast here. Um, so all this information comes from a TED Talk. Um, that we had to watch by Dan Gilbert, who works at Harvard. So he's way smarter than I am. But because I'm reciting what he's saying, I'm going to sound really smart. Um, So just bear with me. Um, We have this thing called an experience simulator, where we imagine experiences in our head before they play out, or we attempt them in real life. Um, And so I'm going to ask you about the example here. And you're going to tell me which one, okay? Um, So the example he uses is he asks you to imagine that you win the lottery, which is about $314 million. Okay, can you see it? Oh, that one's easy. I've done that many times. You've done? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, now, in a different scenario, imagine that you become paraplegic. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So, which outcome would you prefer? Um. Well, I is there a right or wrong answer here? Um. Uh, well, I think the obvious there's an obvious choice that a lot of people pick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, for sure, I would pick winning the lottery. Mm-hmm. And you think that so that one would make you feel happier? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. See, Everybody, nice. a lot of people, talk, a lot of people talk about how, oh, what can you possibly do with that much money? Or there's not much, you know. There's, you can't really, you know, how much can you really spend of that money and be happy? But in my head, I feel like I would be totally happy spending all that money. <laughs> spending all that money, or just like yeah. having it, like knowing, yeah, like that you're right. comfortable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so he uses this example because obviously everyone thinks, well, I'd rather be mm-hmm. like rich. I'd rather have all this money than to be paraplegic where you like wouldn't be able to walk or run or do all that stuff. Um, right. right. But actually when looking at people, so like real people, one year after they have won the lottery and then people mm-hmm. one year after they've become paraplegic, they actually find that they're equally happy with their lives. 
Wow. Mm. So both of them are happy after a year. Um, and the oh, reason, that's yeah, and so the reason people don't think of this conclusion is because of impact bias, which is a tendency for a simulator to fail or to work badly. And so we believe that there are certain outcomes that would be drastically different um, from other outcomes when really they wouldn't be. So in our head, we think that winning the lottery would be such a drastic outcome compared to like, or a drastically different outcome than becoming paraplegic. And we don't think we could be happy with one or the other. Um, but in reality, like people who are in the reality of both of those, they come out equally happy. Right. Um, oh. And so also another thing that they found is when it comes to life trauma, we think there's no way we could ever be happy again. Um, but they actually right. found that if the event happened more than three years ago, then there was no impact on your happiness. Um, and obviously there are a few, really? ex- obviously there are a few exceptions with like trauma. It depends on what the trauma is. Yeah. Um, but on average, right. you will still be just as happy as you were before the trauma happened. And that's because yeah. like in our head, when we think of like traumatic events, we think it would be so drastic that like we would right. never be happy again. But when it actually happens, says in reality, like you can work past things and co- learn to cope. Sure. Um, and then... Okay, let me read. I lost where I was. Oh, okay. So then the question becomes, why are we still happy? You know, like it's a bit of a sad question to be like, well, why are we happy? Why the heck are we happy? Um, but the answer. Why the heck aren't we happy right now? Or aren't happy? No. Why are we happy? Right now. Yeah. Without so, winning the lottery. Yeah. Okay. So like, why are we happy in general? You know, why are we happy with our lives? Why are we happy when bad things happen to right. us? Um. And the answer is that we can synthesize our own happiness. Um, and so this is a psychological immune system we have, which helps us change the way we view the world so we can feel better about the world we are living in. Um, and so a lot of people so think it's, a coping mechanism. it's basically a coping mechanism, but we like convince ourselves we're happy. And a lot of people think that this right. is a bad thing. And that it could, like, never possibly be the same as natural happiness. Um, mm-hmm. Because they, like, they ask the question, like, are you truly happy if you have to fake how happy you are, you know? Um, and mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. I can't sure. remember if this was in a different episode that I recorded or if it was the one I recorded with JJ where we talked about the same subject and then we decided, oh, I can talk about it with mom instead. Um, but I was telling him about this story I had to read in eighth grade that was called, like, Flowers to Algernon. I think that was the one. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But it was about this man who had a mental disability. And so he kind of lived life, like, not really knowing that, like, people were making fun of him or, like, laughing at him. Like, he kind of thought that they were, like, everything, like, they were making jokes and he would laugh with them. Um, But then they, like, give him this medicine or this treatment um, that's supposed to make him, like, have less of the disability or, like, smarter or whatever it was. Um, And as he becomes smarter or, like, more aware of things like he starts to realize that they're not laughing with him like they're laughing right at him and they're making fun of him um and there was no one really that was actually his friend um and I think Mm -hmm. by the end of it he ends up he ends up dying because he keeps taking the medicine um because he doesn't want to go back to living where he didn't realize that people weren't his friends or weren't living with him and so we had to write this whole paper arguing like is it like 
ignorance is bliss, you know? Um, so is it better to be ignorant or is it better not to be? Um, and so I think this relates to it where it's like, is it really hurting? Like if you're ignorant to it, like, is it really hurting you, you know? Um, and so then this one, it's like, if you're faking your happiness, like, are you really happy? You know? Um, but the answer is actually yes, that synthesized happiness is like what we make when we don't get what we want. And it actually does change how we see it. Like, even though it's not what we wanted, it changes the way we see it, we view it, and we become happier with that outcome. Mm. Um, so, like, we basically choose, choose to see the good in the things that happen to yeah. us. Um, so then, like, right. aren't, like, wouldn't we still be happy, you know? Like, even if it is fake, if, if we convince ourselves we're happy, then aren't we th- then happy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like at some point it is acceptance, right? Like, you almost don't have a choice, like, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, so then this leads into another key concept, which is the free choice paradigm, where we believe that the item or the idea that we freely choose was better than the other options. Um, and so that is synthesizing happiness because you're convincing yourself that the one that you chose is better than the other one, even if in the grand scheme of things you were debating between the two, you didn't know which one was better. Um, And so, like, that's making the happiness. We're changing our mind, and that doesn't mean we aren't happy. Like, it's no less powerful than, like, natural happiness, like so many people think. Yeah. And so they did this through a study um, with um, enterograde, I think that's how you say it, enterograde amnesia, like, people with enterograde amnesia, where they can remember things Mm -hmm. from their childhood, then they can't remember things that, like, happened to them within, like, the last 30 minutes. Um, okay. And so they asked these people, they asked them to rank different Monet pa- prints. So, like, art, I think it was, like, prints of art. Okay. Um, so they had yeah. to rank a bunch of them. And then they were told they could keep either their third or their fo- fourth ranking. Um, and then they would get to keep it. But then they, went, they weren't, weren't going to get their choice until, like, three weeks later in the mail. So they're like, you're going to get this print. Whichever one you choose, you're going to get it, okay. but you're not going to have it right now. Um, and so then the experimenters left and they returned 30 minutes later when the patient no longer could remember them. So they came in and they're like, oh, do you remember us? And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I have this memory issue. I don't remember who you guys are. And they're like, that's okay. We're just like going to do this study with you. Um, and so they're asked to rank the prints again. So the experimenters show them the prints and they're like, well, which one of these do you own? And they're like, I don't remember. I don't know which one I own. Um, and so sometimes they would just pick a random one. And so most of the times they weren't right. Um, but anyway, so then they would have to rank them again. And when they ranked the same participants, when they ranked them, they moved the one that they had chosen in the previous part of the study, they ranked it higher than they had previously. Yeah. And so even though that they, even though they can't remember that they were like, synthesizing their happiness like being more happy with the option that they chose they couldn't remember but it's still like it literally changed how they felt and so they still ended up liking that one better you know um so then the answer yeah so then the question is what is the secret to happiness and my answer based on all this is don't worry about the outcome and whether or not you'll be naturally happy 
because we have the capacity to create our own happiness and that's the secret yeah don't try to chase your happiness you can create it and I think that's maybe why I'm so happy all the time because I make my own happiness I find happiness in everything yeah I try to anyway sometimes I am a little negative very logical what you just said so it makes sense yeah yeah and so it's a good thing that you said that i said it it, uh it's a good thing you said that though because in my script i said how smart did i just sound during this because i hope i sounded incredibly smart yeah um okay and then so yeah thank you so real quick to end this one, we're going to talk about uh, a second topic. I didn't want to split this into two episodes, so it's like one. Um, but we're going to okay. talk about the secret. Um, or let me think of how to put this. Because it's not like the secret to happiness. It's like how happiness can lead to better work. Mm-hmm. So like productivity and everything. Um, right. And for this one, it was another TED Talk by this dude named Sean Aker. And he was so funny. Normally, I, like, read the transcripts of the TED Talks because I can read faster than, like, I can watch the video. But I actually had to, like, go and watch the video because the guy was so funny. The way he presented it, um, it was absolutely hilarious. He was, like, I think this was the one where he's, like, oh, yeah, you see this, this, uh, dot diagram of, like, everyone's a point on here. And he's, like, but then there's this one person that's way out there. And guess what? He doesn't match the results I want. So I'm just going to delete him. No problem. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, it wasn't real. I um, mean, he, he's not wrong. He, you can do that in, that's why they always have that. At the very bottom, there's a plus or negative 3% either way. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, that's when so. you get publication bias. Um, <laughs> and so, anyway, it was like a joke. He's like, yeah, no, I made up all this data. Um, anyway, um, but it was yeah. like his opening, and he was super funny. Um. So, yeah, but that's a side note. Anyway, we'll actually get to what he talked about. Um, so, in this okay. TED Talk, he talked about medical school syndrome. Uh, so, these are people who are pretty smart because they made it into medical school and they want to do a job that hopefully makes them happy. Um, mm-hmm. And so, here they are at medical school. They wanted to be here. Um, and so, you'd think they would be happy. But then what they actually found was that the brain was more focused on the stresses and competitions of being in medical school rather than being focused on how happy they were to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in this, they talk about the formula of what happiness is and how the formula just seems to be backwards. Um, Because here, in order to be happy, they have to see a successful result. Like, they have to compete. They have to be successful. Um, Right. But now... When it comes to, like, the secret to happiness, it's actually changing the way the formula works um, so that, again, we can change the way we impact our own reality. So by changing this formula. Um, So changing it is instead of being, like, in order to be happy, we have to be successful. We should first start by thinking we're successful. You know? So if we think we're successful, we'll be happier rather than doing things that we think will make us happy because we think we'll be successful. Right. Yeah. Um, Again, makes sense. Yeah, and so this is supported by a statistic because, of course, I always have statistics. Um, 
but 75% of our job successes are predicted by our own optimism levels, our social support, and our ability to see stress as a challenge rather than a threat. And I was telling JJ about this one where it's like, I definitely can see it with like, because I clearly don't take stress very seriously because otherwise I would have gotten this project done a while ago or I would have been staying on top of it. But instead, I'm seeing this stressful situation of having to crank this out as being like, oh, well, I love talking to my family and like now I get to have my family on my podcast because Lauren's busy. Obviously, we're in college. Um, And so it's like, well, now I get to have all these nice little conversations with my my parents and JJ and Alexis ended up not doing it because she had proms. Yeah. But whatever. Maybe I'll get her on here because, again, it's due in a week and <laughs> I need someone to talk to. There's um, time. There's time. But yeah. again, like, I'm happy with how my podcast is coming out. I'm happy with, uh, like, I talked to JJ for, what, like, four hours yesterday? Um, yep. yep. And that was fun. I enjoyed that. I think he enjoyed it. Again, we're re-recording this, so the people listening to the podcast need to know that JJ did say that I made him happy. I'm never going to let him forget that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, and in the end, in the grand scheme of things, like, it also benefits us to, like, work with this formula um, because we have this happiness advantage. So, basically, like, um, if we're happy, we're going to be more productive and then also be more successful. Because imagine, like, trying to do work right. when you're sad and gloomy, like. Right. Yeah. I'm just surprised because it's, it's, I've been in the same job for 30 years, and this, what you're saying, I can attest is absolutely true because I can tell when the day is going to be productive by how I feel mm-hmm. as I walk in the store first thing in the morning, so. Yeah. Um. It just happened the other day where I walked in knowing, you know, saying it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. I'm going to be productive. Get, get lots done. And sure enough, it was. So. Yeah. I mean, I went into work. Um, yeah. I went to work on Friday. Yeah, Friday, um, which was the day before Mifflin. So everyone's friends were coming in and like everyone was buying their gallons of water and their like flavoring yeah. and their Pedialyte and stuff for Mifflin. Um and so we all kind of knew it was going to be a crappy day, but I had taken my nap and I had volunteered that morning. Um, and I even had some caffeine, like a little caffeine drink. Um, and yeah, I went in and I was having such a good time. Like I was working with Dan, my manager, Dan, and we were having a, a fun time. And then Matt was there, my manager, Matt, um, and we were having a grand old time. We were laughing and everything. And I was like, today's going to be such a good day. Um, and then it was, like, later in the day, it was me, Cody, and Emily. Um, and we were standing up front, and we were so busy, and customers were being crazy. They were being so weird. And we were up front just, like, laughing with each other. We were having such a good time. It was I was in such a good mood. Um, and so it ended up being a pretty good shift, even though I definitely yeah. did not want to be working that night. Right. So, yeah. It definitely, I can definitely yeah, feel so it. We, we, do, we do it to ourselves, huh? Yeah. That's the secret to happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you make your own happiness right yeah and so I asked JJ at the end I asked him what makes what's something that makes him happy I don't know if you have an answer well of course I mean I think you know that any time with you guys is probably the most happiest time yeah. uh, that I can think of and we do it a lot 
dad yesterday like isn't it just crazy that in less than a month i'll be 20 years old mm-hmm. and then dad goes yeah and what's even crazier is then in less than a month after that like what two weeks later he's like i'll be yep. 50 years old and it's like oh my god yeah. it is so true it is it goes they always say it goes fast and i always thought it didn't but mm-hmm. it's moving pretty quickly so yeah yeah so, and that's what JJ said too. JJ was like, JJ's like, well, I, I've had it pretty good so far. Granted, he's 13. <laughs> and he's like, but I, he's like, I haven't really had a lot of, like a bad life. A lot of bad things happen. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely quite fortunate to have, you know, you guys ahead of the game here. And, you know, mm-hmm. he still has, he's still in a fortunate spot where he still has someone to, you know, I think in his head he was thinking at some point all of you would go away, and I think it brings him a lot of comfort to know that he can just walk next door and hang out with his brother still. So. Yeah. Um, and he he doesn't like to admit it. Actually, he does, sometimes he chooses when he wants to admit it. Um, but I know he loves when I come home, and he loves being on the phone with me. Like when I call and he pick he picks it up. He he comes in the room and and everything and. Yeah. Like, to sit there and make face like the one day when I had to teach dad how to make a PowerPoint. Oh yeah. shoot. I may have just exposed myself on this podcast, isn't it? Oh yeah, dummy. <laughs> yeah, don't you remember? Because that, that was an assignment I had to teach someone over sixty how to do something. Yeah. And I just flat out announced how old dad was gonna be. <laughs> anyway, hopefully they skip through this part. Um or plus I already got I already got the grade, so Okay. Anyway, but yeah, so like I know JJ, um, like JJ sat that one day when I taught dad how to make a PowerPoint. He sat there like the entire time, just like hanging out with us. So it's like, I know he enjoys it. So like when he can't admit that I make him happy and I force him to admit it, it's like, I know I make him happy. And when I come home, he always tells me, he's like, Miranda, I like it. I love it when you come home because like we do a lot of things really similarly. Um, And he's like, I feel like I just connect to you. Um, yeah. Yeah, he said that to me last time, and he said that, and I was like, you know, I feel that, dude. Yeah. Um, I know. It is fun. I That's why I definitely appreciated my moments. I don't know if you, if you guys caught on when you were younger, but I always made it a point to try to hang out with one of you for a breakfast, mm-hmm. uh, just so that we can get that interaction, and I did it with JJ yesterday. We went to the grocery store together, and we uh, got donuts. Mm-hmm. And so we, we were both in the car, and I wasn't moving the car for a while because we were just enjoying our donuts. And I thought, these are these are the greatest moments, mm-hmm. but I really did need not need to eat that donut. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But we were quite happy eating our donuts before moving on to the, you know, yeah, the no, next thing. No, so. it's fun. Or like when we were yeah. at the, when we were at the grocery store and I was taking my be real so Alexis kept riding the cart around so I could get the yeah. good picture. That was funny. Yeah. 
Yeah. And every once in a while, that picture of you guys pops up when we were at uh, the party. city. city. You guys said, like, oh my gosh, it, it makes me laugh. I, I think I laugh for like 10 minutes at a time. No, one, and so. I think it's so funny because you keep coming, going back and like laughing at that one. Um, yeah. even though, like, in the moment, you were like, guys, let's go, Party City's gonna close in, like, ten minutes, and we were like, oh, but we're having so much fun. Oh, I know. Yeah, I love that picture. But, yeah, yeah, even this last time, like, and that's where I'm, like, to the point where it's, like, I can only be away from home so long. Um, and so, like, when I went home the last time, and, like, even Alexis cried because she was like, oh, no, I'm not ready for you to go back. Uh-uh. And it's, like, I'm such a big crier, too, because, like, I, and, like, I cry every time I have to leave home, because I love being home. Yeah. But, you know, secret to happiness, be in our family. (laughs) That's the true answer. I still feel that money would do it for us, too. You still money would do (laughs) it? Now the new the new question will be like imagine that you win the lottery three hundred forty million dollars now imagine you're part of the Olsen family yeah. <laughs> which one would make you happy and everyone would be like well there's kind of an obvious choice here yes oh, yep yeah. you got it but I guess we can end that one here I think this is the what did I say this is the last episode of Unit Seven yeah so that's a good one to end on we're gonna have a couple like long episodes here and there because. Um, I'm recording these so out of order, but the next, next two, oh wait, no, just kidding, never mind. I am filming these out of order, but I was gonna say that the next two episodes were where I had Dad on, but I think those were the first two episodes of Unit 6, because I think I skipped and did the first three episodes of Unit 8 with Lauren. I'm just gonna stop saying that I'm, like, skipping around here, and then just let people listen and figure it out, but sometimes, like, I say things in, like, technically future episodes but because because we recorded them before it's like then when i record the like past episode i have to be like oh also it's gonna be confusing because i bring this up later right but again who knows lauren's guess is that they don't listen this far into the episode so we'll see maybe i'll get a note and they'll be like we listen to every minute of every episode and i'll be like oh hopefully you enjoyed that but okay Say bye. Bye. This episode of Psychobabbles is sponsored by... Just kidding. You thought we had a sponsor? We actually don't. Miranda procrastinates too much. So I hope you enjoy the last few seconds of just music as we suffer through these next couple of days of trying to get all these episodes done. Goodbye. (laughs)